0: Hey, everyone. Welcome
1: to the Kindred Spirits podcast. (laughs) What? Who? (laughs) Where? Where have we been? Who are we? We'll get into it.
0: Also, our hair is the same color. Yeah, it kind of is.
1: <laughs> it kind of actually literally is.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Um, I'm Izzy and you are. And I'm Serafina. Yes. Cool. Yeah. We don't know. We don't even know who we are anymore. <laughs> we were literally texting the other day and I was like, I feel like I'm living in two different dimensions with two alternate reality versions of myself and I have no yeah. idea who I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we are going to be getting into all of that in this episode. I did just want to address the elephant in the room of like, we've been gone for a long last yes. time. And we've got some S- announcements. We things, do. So. Yes. So the first thing I kind of wanted to just say... Is thank you guys for your patience. I've got yes. a couple DMs. I know you guys miss us. I miss us. Just so you guys know, me and Izzy are like friends. So yeah. we haven't just been like not speaking for the past yeah. several months. Like we've been talking this whole time. So in case yeah. anyone is worried about the friendship, the friendships, the friendship's <laughs> Still <fine>. there. Um <laughs> But that being said, we have not been filming for quite some time. I think both Izzy and I have been going through a lot spiritually identity wise. So it's just been we've needed some a little bit of a break. Um, yeah. And also, with that being said, I don't know if we're committing to any regular schedule mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. No, idea. It might pick up because the thing that Izzy and I have noticed is that um, as we roll into winter here, her and I are both very depressed all the time and we Mm -hmm. are we want to like hang out with people. So we might start doing it more regularly. Yeah. But we're also not going to put like super hard parameters around it.
0: Not at all. Not at all. And on that note, we have been doing the, like, tarot after party thing, like, after every episode and stuff, but because we've been, like, sporadic and we don't really know what direction we're going with the podcast at this point in time, we are going to be closing that for the time being. Yep. Um, The Ko-Fi, I mean, we're not going to, like, close our Ko-Fi account, so, like, if you guys, I mean, and this is by no means me asking anybody to do this, but if anybody was just like, hey, I want to give you, like, 50 cents, like – feel free. Like you can do that, but we're not going to have the memberships, at least not for right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. We clearly have no idea what's going on, but we just know that like, we can't necessarily commit to anything right now, just because of different things going on. And honestly, like for me, doing the tarot after party like it, it's fun but then like we end up, the reality of the situation is that we end up filming for like four hours at a time yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just like a lot so it is. yeah so if we do end up doing some kind of like membership or something in the future we'll definitely let you guys know um but thank you to everyone who has been supporting us in that way it really does mean the world to us and um Yeah. I just, I don't really know what else to say other than thank you guys so much for believing in us in that way. So yeah. Yeah.
1: We miss you guys as well. Um, I think one of the big things, at least for me, and we can get into this because this kind of relates to why we're calling this the Kindred Spirits podcast, which by the way, full credit to Izzy. It was totally her idea, but also what a name you guys. Okay. So I want to talk about why for me personally, I have been, I don't want to say obsessed, but I have been very fixated on finding people to listen to that. I feel a sense of camaraderie with, like, we don't have to agree on everything, but I need to, when I'm listening to people on the internet, I need to know that you at least know at least somewhat the version of reality that I'm in, which is getting increasingly more and more difficult as things get weirder (laughs) in the world. And as I get weirder as a spiritual person, So I have been struggling to find kindred spirits on the internet. And honestly, maybe this is conceited. I don't know, but editing our podcast has always been, made me feel a sense of community. Like I, it's not me. I'm not like Sarah, you're so (laughs) great, but I do. I like the conversation that we have. And I feel like we always create a sense of camaraderie and like, kind of a community if you if you want to call it that here in this space so that's something that's really important to me I feel like in the times that we find ourselves in like feeling like you're a part of something or feeling like you're not going crazy like at least one other person sees the world kind of the same way that you do is so essential so yes yeah for me that's why the name resonated so hard I don't know what your inspiration was if you wanted to get into that it
0: came to me when I was reading this um the guidebook for this oracle card and it's from the medicine heart oracle which is like my new my new staple deck the kali oracle was like my staple deck for like literal years since 20 i got it in 2020 um but this is my new this is my new staple i still have the kali deck and all of that but i mean we'll We'll get into it
1: we'll get into it (laughs) yeah
0: um but uh yeah, it was actually – I was reading the guidebook message for one of the oracle cards um, in that, and it was talking about friendship and all of that. And, of course, when it was talking about having this sort of like soul-level friendship with somebody, I was thinking of us, you know, you and me, because I feel like we really have that, and I really value that and appreciate that. Um, But there was also an event that took place like right before I – got that. And it was actually my, one of my babies, one of my puppies passed away. Unfortunately, Um my little Yorkie Bentley. Um And honestly, it sounds kind of, I mean, it might sound silly to someone who has never had a pet or just like doesn't connect with animals in that way, but he was a kindred spirit to me, you know? Yeah. He was like totally, he was there with me Through everything. Like, I had him for basically 10, like almost 10 years. He was my first fur baby that I adopted after, you know, becoming an adult and like moving out of my parents' house and like all of that. And he was with me through literally everything. He was with me through leaving the Christian church. He was there with me through um, my whole ordeal with Kali. And then he was there with me through the beginning of the next stage of my spiritual development and then he left. Even in him leaving, he taught me a lot. And so I just the whole kindred spirits thing, I want to I want to focus on valuing those relationships that I have in my life mm-hmm. more. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I was drawn to that name when it came to me and then also I know you and I have been sort of talking about changing up the format of the podcast, too, because we were just, like, not really feeling it the way that we were doing it, which you guys, honestly, people watching and listening might not even detect a difference in the way that the podcast is going to mm-hmm. go if you've been listening for a while, but – um you know, just having like a, a topic that we talk about and then like having these bullet points and everything like on the back end, that's kind of how we've been doing it. But now um, we kind of just want to come on and be two friends talking about our spiritual lives and um, everything that that entails. And my cat is in my lap. I'm going to actually, let me put him outside just a second. Okay. That's where the inspiration came from. And that's kind of the reasoning behind Part, part of the reasoning behind the change as well.
1: Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. I couldn't agree more. I feel like this has been something else that's been a part of this shift in my spiritual journey is realizing that I have kept myself lonely as a direct mm-hmm. result of my wounding. So, as yeah. I'm like uncovering, like a really big thing for me, like it's even like a joke in my family is that, like, oh, Sarah doesn't like being around people. Like, Sarah's really yeah. like antisocial and like introverted. Not true. Yeah. I have distinct memories pre trauma. I know that's like a loaded word, but like, <laughs> hi, hello. Yeah. Um, pre-conditioning, pre-wounding of like being very outgoing and like having yeah. a lot of friends and getting really excited to go do stuff. And I'm like, okay, so I think I've c- constructed a whole personality that isn't actually me. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is, will be like the majority of what I talk about for my personal updates, but I couldn't agree more with your point of like having relationships, like it is okay. If you're someone who that's very introverted, maybe you're like me, it is okay to desire friendships and like meaningful mm-hmm. friendships. Cause I do feel like a lot of the reason many of us become introverted is because it's hard to find people that we feel like we relate to. Yeah. You know, but it's okay to want that. And like, it's possible yeah. to find that. And Totally. Oh yeah. yeah. It's
0: yeah. It's hard. It's really hard, especially as an adult finding Friends that you really, truly resonate with. It's like so hard. It's so tough because so many people like, I don't know, even friends that you find just on a day to day basis, like whether it's like through work or whatever, I feel like it's so surface level. That it's, like, I don't know if I can actually call these people my friends or, like, yeah. not. I appreciate them. I, I joke around with them. I can have a good time with them. I would go get drinks with them or something, you know. But I don't know if I would necessarily consider them, like, friends. Like, that's kind of, like, a big word to me. And so – yeah, it's tough. And I think I think it's not so much about like, oh, I'm such an introvert. It's more like in order to consider someone my friend, friend, I need to have that like deep connection with them. And it's just really hard to come by, unfortunately. I know. It is.
1: It yeah. absolutely is. Also, the other thing I really like about this name is that, and this will kind of launch us into some of our spiritual updates here, the vibe and the aesthetic is yes. more aligned to where I think we're going. Yeah. So... I'll, I want you to start cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where to start for mine, but yeah. I guess kind of the first thing, and this is true for both of us and for the audience, it happened independently. Like each yeah. one of us had this, that's happen. the scary part. And then we talked about it at the same time, both of us have changed our spiritual path from being one that is more maybe aligned with what we would call a darker witchy, more intense, like visceral healing journey into something that is much more light and like yeah. optimistic and love and light. Maybe light <laughs> workers. What is going on? This is the other thing yeah. that I have been struggling with. Is I'm having a hard time articulating this change in a way where I'm not using witchy and light worker. Like I want to describe yeah. what I'm feeling without using labels, and it's very difficult for me.
0: Right. No, I get that. Um, Especially without using like really cliche, like worn out things that people have all of these preconceived notions about, you know?
1: Yes. It's very hard to say. And we've made episodes about this, but it's hard to say, I used to have a dark path and now I have a light path (laughs) because what the fuck does that mean? Right. Yeah. And it's so... It's so difficult to talk about, but I did think about this a lot because I wanted to be able to explain to the audience like concisely what has shifted for me and what has shifted for me is I am finally letting myself be happy. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. I am allowing the part of me that has always existed, what I would maybe call the bigger part of me, the higher part of me that is genuinely optimistic about where we are going as a collective and about where I am going as an individual. And I'm actually letting her exist. And not constantly shooting her down and telling her to be more realistic and keeping her small because that was the trauma response. So that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: It's great. I love that.
1: I'm I'm (laughs) having the time of my life, but I'm also, it's such a mind fuck because everything I thought I was, I'm not. And it's yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a
0: big reason why, I mean, both of us really felt I don't know what you want to say called to like Mm -hmm. change the name of the podcast, because like, I feel like being the black sheep and I have some things to say about that as well, but being the black sheep is such like a trauma based identity. Yeah. That it's like, why? Like, yeah, maybe that's true when you're in that environment with your family, you still experience that trauma of being the black sheep, but you don't have to continually or continuously like subject yourself to that. And like just have it in the back of your mind all the time of like, I'm black sheep and I'm just so different from everybody else. And I'm never going to connect with anybody. And, and I I think honestly, what's that?
1: You know how people like shit on each side shits on (laughs) each other of like, (laughs) Being a calling yourself, I am a black sheep, and saying I am a star seed is you saying the same thing. It's you saying I'm different from everyone around me. But but one there you is, go. One is with love. One is yeah. more of a victim. mentality of I'm which
0: hi we did that for like a year and more but thank you
1: yes and still also it hurts like a mofo when you are the only one that feels a certain way like I know the pain of that on a very visceral level so in no way am I am I downplaying that but Calling yourself a black sheep is that the energy of being different, but the negative side of it, calling yourself mm-hmm. a star seed is like, I'm different, but like, I'm here to help or like light work. Yeah. Like I'm here to help. And yeah. I don't think it has, you don't have to pick one or the other. I'm just like tonally aesthetically th- that feel, it feels like the same energy skewed right. d- differently. If that makes sense. It's like
0: two sides of the same coin. The same coin. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I totally agree. You
1: wanted to say something about black shape that I'm curious. What, what did you want to say?
0: Oh, I had this realization the other day um, with the new guide that I'm working with, uh, which we'll get into that. But yeah. I, I need to actually pull up how I worded it to you going through all the Jared Leto memes. Oh, my God. Or Leto, however the fuck you yeah. say
1: So for the audience, because I feel like you should keep that in there. We don't just like talk about Jared Leto for funsies. <laughs> It was an auto correct like you were saying keto. You were yeah. texting me about keto and it auto corrected to Leto like Jared Leto. And then we haven't stopped laughing about it since then. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make some t-shirts with Jared Leto on it yeah. for our our girly spiritual retreat. Yes. Uh- <laughs> okay yeah so the the whole thing about like being the black sheep I had this like breakdown yesterday and it's really appropriate that we're filming this today tbh because yesterday I was like an emotional wreck and I don't even know why like I was because sometimes I can be an emotional wreck like around like my period or something but like Mm -hmm. that had just ended so I should have been like peak emotional capacity you know but like I wasn't (laughs) and so I don't really know what was going on but Um, I was just like crying all day and I was thinking about all these things I was looking at old photos of like my family and everything and I was like I'm just like over here just doing whatever the fuck I'm doing and totally separate from everyone else like I'm not like anybody else in my family why can't I just be like everyone else in my family like there's this deep like yearning that I get from time to time to just like be like them so I can fit in or find camaraderie or find that kindred spirit, you know, in people that I'm supposedly supposed to find that in being my family. Um, but I had this realization with this new guy that I was, that I'm working with. And she was like, actually, you're the only normal one in your family. Um, and you struggle with that and it hurts to be the only quote-unquote normal one and normal is relative of course but this is just how she phrased it to me it hurts to be the only normal one in your family because then you're like seeing other people's pain that you love so deeply and dearly that they can't even fully feel and Mm -hmm. so you're experiencing all of their pain and you're experiencing all of the the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like harmful patterns that they're stuck in from the outside looking in that they don't even realize that they're in. Well, the worst
1: part of, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Go ahead. The worst part about that, at least for me, is that it's one thing if you have like you, where I'm like, I know you're aware, like you're conscious, Mm -hmm. you're aware. If you like had a bad day and like yelled at me, like that's one thing, like whatever (laughs) I can roll, I can roll that off (laughs) Ah, I can, I can like be like, all right, she's having a bad day, but it's another thing to be yelled at or to witness a a shadow and know that that person doesn't even know that they even have shadows at all. Like that is a certain level of hell to be in the presence of someone with a very low degree of awareness. It's a special kind of hell, uh, especially right now. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's not just happening within family units, right? It's happening on a global level. And mm. that's where the whole like black sheep slash star seed thing comes in. Because it's like you can see all of this and you can see, you know, maybe not because like, you know, not to like kiss your own ass too much, but it's like you can see truths that other people can't see it. Maybe you don't have the whole truth, but you can see it more clearly than other people can. Yeah. And it's very isolating and it sucks. But if if you find yourself in that position, whether it be in your family or just in the world at large, it's like you're not only here to experience the pain of that, you're here to, to shed light on it. You're yes. here to shed light on it because you're the one that can see it. So you're the one that is meant to to expose it
1: in a way. Yeah. The dynamic shift. Cause this was something, my new guide, which we'll talk about in a while, but my new guide <laughs> is, is very blunt in terms of like, you need to start seeing yourself accurately and the human brain works in like a hierarchical way of like more advanced, less advanced, better at something, less better at something. And like, we tend to, as black sheep, Star seeds, light workers, whatever you want to call yourself, as the weird, as the oddball out, we tend to think we're the wrong ones or we're the less qualified, the less whatever. Where it's it's the opposite. You're probably the most aware, most aligned person in the room. So it's literally the exact opposite of what we're defaulting into. And the other thing that she told me that has really helped me with this is, again, not from a place of judgment, but of course you know that it's like you're in the presence of teenagers or children. In some cases, you're just older, you're just older. And the best part about that is, is when I'm in the presence of like a 12 year old, I don't sit there and go, why, what is wrong with you? Why can't you figure it out? Nor do I sit there and go, Oh my God, I'm so much better than you. I just sit there and I'm like, that's what being 12 is like Just being a 12 year old. And it's like, it immediately stops making things frustrating. Some somewhat, not completely in some cases, but it just takes the edge off of it where you're like, oh, that's a kid. Even though the person's 60, but like spiritually, mentally, this is a it's a child. And then they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like they're still learning lessons. Every child eventually grows up a little bit. So it just, I don't know. It makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah, it
0: definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. So do we want to get into a little bit of our updates, yeah. our new... It's Mm -hmm. new Mm -hmm. slash maybe not new,
1: just newly aware. (laughs) I don't know. You (laughs) want to go first? I want you to go first. (laughs) Okay. So I've tried to backtrack to think exactly what started this because I, it's eclipse season. It's for sure eclipse season. I will say that. But before eclipse season started, I And I just remember this today. I sat down at my altar and I had been taken to the brink of a shadow that came up for me time and time again during eclipse season, which is the shadow of constantly checking. Like I have a certain level of neurosis had working on it, had a certain level of unchecked neurosis where I was constantly checking for problems to solve usually manifests as like problems with my house, but it manifests in other ways too, that I'm slowly becoming more aware of. So I was brought to the brink of like, I can no longer handle this at my altar. I was crying and I said to the Morgan, I don't know what made me say this, but I said, I consent to my initiation (laughs) just well then. (laughs) And well, I'll be damned. Did I, um, from there, I was actually had a moment of synchronicity to buy a book that I'll probably make a video about at some point, but it's called the Sophia code very love and light, very light codes, very, you know, angelic, super angelic book. It's great. It's phenomenal. I'll do a whole review on it later, but I had a moment of undeniable synchronicity. I went to buy it on Amazon and like with my shipping, it was like $33 and 33 cents, like some crazy bullshit like that. And it was undeniable. So I bought it and I was like, you know what? I said, I consent to my initiation. I'm just going to throw myself into this And go all at it and see what happens. From there, I was then, I woke up, it was a couple days later, but I woke up and I was like, I need a new tarot deck. Don't know where this is coming from, but I need one. And I was drawn to the Lightseer's tarot. (laughs) super loving light deck it is a little bit more grounded like there's like you know if you pull like a a card of swords it's not like oh but they're daisies no it's like it's swords (laughs) you know what I mean so this person has just daisies coming out of his back on the ten of swords yeah (laughs) yeah but the main thing was and my particular brand of of the a light path is just It's not like bypassing or like painting a happy picture with like awful shit. It's just saying I'm focused on where we're going. And that was the thing the Morrigan was like shifting me from was like, you're very focused on channeling the problem. I need you to start channeling the solution. Where are we going? What are we doing with this? And again, I could talk about this for hours. This is a whole separate conversation. But yes, that is, we're still in the thick of it. But like, she wants me to go where we're going and like focus on that. So that was kind of the new tarot deck thing. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're doing it. Couple weeks later, days, I don't know. What is time? Some time passes. And all of the sudden I am like, something's wrong. The name, the Morrigan isn't right something's wrong. I didn't know what it was. I didn't feel a presence leaving me. If anything, I felt a presence coming in that was similar yet somehow stronger and different. And so I just went to my altar and I was like, listen, if your name's not the Morrigan, or if I'm wrong, you got to tell me. And it's got to be super obvious because I'm going to fight this super hard. Let's be real. Long story short." It is Ariane Rod, and I think I brought this up on the podcast. But I had had a dream several months ago, six months ago to be exact, where the Morrigan told me I was going to start a blog called The Secrets of Ariane Rod, and I was going to write it for six months. And then six months later, I'm broken down asking the Morrigan if her name's the Morrigan, and then she gives me Ariane Rod, and I'm like, "Jeez, fuck, okay." I still don't know if Ariane Rod is a completely different presence than what I was previously channeling. It. What, where I've landed, and I'm trying to not microanalyze this because God knows I will, if given the time and space to do so. Um, I think the Morrigan is a collective of beings that I was channeling, probably more connected to like a vibe, like a really intense, angry version of the Morrigan. And Ariane is a different version. Um, she is much more celestial, much more, again, she really aligns with a, a very light path arianrad is a welsh goddess that's where the name comes from who does not technically have any association with the morrigan historically speaking i should say but she is a goddess that is very associated with the wheel like a wheel of time it's a silver wheel specifically and also the moon and it was just too perfect i'm all of a sudden i'm drawn to all of this celestial imagery a little bit of like maybe even alien like a little like like blue, tall, alien-like figure. I'm like, where is this coming from aesthetically? Like, where is this coming from? And of course she is a goddess of the moon. So it's just, it all started to fit. It all started to make sense. And I will say, this is a follow-up. Ever since I have accepted the name and started using the name Ariane Rod, holy cannoli, the messages have come through so incredibly strong in a much more yeah. clear way than it ever was before when I was just using the title, the title, the Morrigan. So it's a lot. I resist changed so hard. And it's only through time and space where I start to accept some of these things. I will say, because all of this has happened so quickly during like the whole month of October eclipse season is when all of this happened it's like, now I'm kind of embracing change a little bit. Cause I'm like, honestly, I feel better now than I did before. So if I got to just go with the flow and if things are going to work out and it's going to be like a huge consciousness expansion, like I'm excited. I wake up like excited to live my life, a novel yeah. concept. It's like, I am kind of getting out of my own way a little bit with this and trusting more and like having yeah. more faith and surrender.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well, first of all, I love this for you so much. And I guess this is a question that both of us can reflect on. But like, do you feel like it's been her like this whole time? And you're just now sort of like discovering that? Or do you feel like it's actually like a whole separate thing that that came in throughout Eclipse season? Like, I don't know.
1: Think the latter, because so the biggest shift that has changed for me, and I texted you about this last night, is that my biggest connection point to the Morrigan was sacred rage, like yeah. rage, like I'm talking like usually directed at issues of like women's sovereignty was usually the driving force, but it was anything having to do with justice, things not being as they should, like just a very visceral, like taking over my whole body anger. Yeah. And that was my mm. connection point to the Morrigan. And then I I did not do anything to make that dissipate. It just yeah. did dissipate. And the best thing that I can, my best guess is that I went through it. Like it was an emotional mm, purging yeah. that I had to go through. And I allowed myself to and I never judged it. I was never like, this is a temporary state, so I can be happy. I gave myself to it fully. Yeah. and I think I just went through it and ended up on the other end, and so I do think, I think Ariana Rod is something different, like a different yeah. energy that has come in since then. May yeah. still be related, because again, it's, it, it, I don't know, man. It, it it's, it's hard to say. It is very difficult to say, and I do think, and you have you and I have spoken about this before, where I think a lot of these entities are one in the same, part of the, a same collective. So yeah, yeah, you know, they're always somewhat related in my mind. Um, and I am also just like the new me. New me, who this? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to not overanalyze things and just kind of go with yeah. the flow a little bit. But I definitely it definitely feels new. What about you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I guess just for the audience, I should describe a little bit about what's going on. Um okay, so clearly, first of all, elephant in the room, I introduced myself as Izzy as opposed to Kalika. Um there's a reason for that um I'm just I don't know I this is like so heartbreaking for me to say I don't think I've actually ever spoken this out loud I've just like been texting you about it. I mean I talked a little bit about it with my husband but like of course he doesn't like get it he's just like okay so like you're changing religions and I'm like sure (laughs) um but I am no longer working with Kali Ma Um, It makes me, like, so sad, Um, but also it's kind of a relief, Um, and I couldn't even tell you specifically one thing that was, like, okay, I'm changing all of this. Like, this is something that I'm consciously going to do. You know, I'm going to invite other energies. Like, it wasn't even like that. It was just sort of, like, a series of events, and actually, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. There was one night, um, so the way I had my Kali altar set up was that she, her murti, her statue was sitting on top of this shelf thing and I texted you when this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, like, thinking about, like, different ways that I was going to sort of decorate my Kali altar and make it more, like, official and everything, like, according to, like, the Hindu traditions and Shaktism and everything and, um, As I was laying in bed thinking about all of that, the shelf that was was like totally stable, it was totally stable, never had an issue with it before. The shelf that Kali was sitting on top of just in the middle of the night falls down, crashes, and falls face down on top of my altar, destroys this like incense thing that I had going on spills incense ash everywhere like it was like Mm -hmm. a mess yeah and looking back on that like when it happened I sort of interpreted it as like Kali wants me to like redo my altar and like make it better and like all of that but looking back I think it was more a sign of like you don't need to go further into this we're approaching the end of the line yeah you know what I mean like that I don't know and, of course, you could go whatever direction. You could also just take a purely physicalist standpoint and be like, the way that the thing was set up just wasn't right and it was going to no. fall down at any point. But, like, no, I don't know. It, it just seemed so synchronistic to me that yeah. it happened right at the moment where I was, like, looking up all of these different things that I could buy for my altar and then specifically my Kali altar to make it more traditional or whatever. And then it falls down as I'm as I'm doing that. Like, I don't know. That's just yep. wild, yep. But anyway, I had some things happen, which I I won't even get into all of that. But I had some things happen, and then some other things happen, and then some other things happen, and then basically, what happened was, is that I'm working with Bridget now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bridget Brigantia Saint Bridget Breege Bridey, whatever you call her, she's got lots of different names. Um, she's It's really interesting to me um, because, of course, you were working with the Morrigan for a while. And to me, Bridget is like, she's extremely similar to the Morrigan, but she's like the light version. Like she's Mm. like the alternate universe light version of the Morrigan. Which
1: (laughs) you might also be able to say an Rod might be. And we've said many times that Kali and the Morrigan could yeah. be the same entity from different traditions yeah yeah i think we are linked somehow we also like might just you be the me. same soul yeah we might be the yeah. same soul that's a new theory <laughs> are you that... my twin flame <laughs> Seriously, i'm not joking though no i get it yeah no like, we could be a part of the same oversoul like wouldn't that be fucking crazy
0: <laughs> what if like we die at the same moment and then we wake up and we're just like oh cool same person yeah <laughs> Oh my God. No, but it's too coincidental.
1: And again, for the audience, it's not like I'm over here, like, guess what's happening. And then Izzy's like, I want to do that too. Or like vice versa. This happened. And in fact, during the time this was happening, you and I were texting a little bit less than we normally do. Yeah. So we were quite literally like unaware this was happening to the other person until until we came back and
0: we were like, Oh my God, you're not going to yeah. Like you're not going to believe what happened. And then I think you told me about it first, mm-hmm. about what was happening with you and Ariane Rod. Did I say that right? Ariane Rod. Close
1: enough. It's technically, okay. uh, most people say Ariane Rod. And okay. I've always intuitively said Ariane Rod. And then it was like a whole thing of like, well, let me change the pronunciation to be right. And she's like, oh, you're doing this again. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying it how I say it. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yep. It's kind of like Ariana, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Either way, um, I forgot what I was where I was going with that. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, just that I texted you about what Oh, happened with right. Me, and yeah. then you
0: You texted me about what was happening with that. And then I was like, wait, this like exact same thing is happening to me right now, except it's with Bridget. So and for on it, audience, I had worked with Bridget very briefly. Um was it last? I think it was the summer-ish of, like, 2022. Mm, yeah, I, I think, think so. that sounds about right. Because I know we were doing the podcast around that time, and I talked a little bit about it. She's this very, like, she's known for healing. Um, mm-hmm. And she has – the reason why I say that she's similar to the Morgan is because she has, like, three aspects in one. So – and that's why she's associated with the number 33, mm-hmm. which has been haunting me for, like, two years at this point. Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Um, but she is three in one. And so it's kind of like the mother maiden crone situation. And then she's also got the three aspects of poetry, healing, and smith smithcraft, I think mm. is um yeah. So yeah, so she's a very like healing energy. She's known to be a master healer. And so she often comes to people who are in like the healing arts and stuff like that, based off what I've read but she's also like like it's very interesting because you know you think like oh it's bridget like she's like this like healing goddess like she's just gonna be chill and like you know happy and everything and like she is that yeah but she's also like i did a channeling with her the other day and she was like people think that i'm just like you know this like little lady over here but like i can fuck a bitch up like you know (laughs) what i mean like she's got that energy to her um and i've i've heard that brigantia is actually the name of like her more warrior like aspect so she does have that aspect to her but it's just not the aspect that most people like work with i guess so mm. um she's yeah she's she's different and we actually when i realized that this was what was happening i had some resistance at first but um and this was before my my this was before Bentley passed away. I had some resistance at first, but I don't know what happened. It was just like within the span of a week, suddenly I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. Like it was like, I became yeah, okay with it all of a sudden. And then the next week after that was when Bentley passed away. <sighs> and Bridget is also a goddess of grief as well. Mm. She's known for like keening, and everything, which is like when you're like singing as a way to get rid of your grief in mm-hmm. a way. Yep. Um, so she was really helpful and she, she is helping me through that. Cause I'm still grieving and mourning in a lot of ways with that. First of all, I'm,
1: I can't believe the way this happened and the timing in which it happened. Like when people say eclipse season is like a time of new beginnings and it's, it's like a lot. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But like holy cannoli and yeah honestly if you could distill like the biggest change like if you had to pick like one thing that like shifted in you do you know what it is are you still like trying to fully understand what it is
0: honestly I would have to say that I'm I'm more comfortable with the emotion of like grief Mm. and I think that's like a really big deal for me because I I've been grieving my past and, like, my lack of connection with my family and everything for such a long time. And I've been trying to, like, to like hide it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, now it's sort of like, nope, this just sucks. And it's just – I'm allowed to be sad about it. But that doesn't mean that I have to live in it. Like, live in the past. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, you're allowing yourself to feel your emotions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What
1: about you? I feel, like, literally the exact same thing. Not <laughs> grief, but <laughs> – happiness, like joy. I, because again, and in fact, it's, it's wild to me watching myself back. You can see the level of anger in everything about me. I'm heavier, like denser. I mean, also I've lost a lot of weight, but like unrelated, like energetically, (laughs) but it's not though. I don't think it is. You know, now that I say that I can see where that's coming from also. And I think part of it too, is like being here, like I was brought here as like, this is like a healing period. Another thing that's interesting is Arianrad is tied to like fate, like destiny mm. and fate. And I can't shake the feeling that I, something big is supposed to occur in my life. Um, yeah. in terms of like why I'm here. And I feel like every shadow that I have been healing lately has been to prepare me for that. And I don't know what the mm-hmm. hell that is to be clear, but here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's like, I'm letting myself feel emotions now. And like, yeah. like actually, like I, one of the first things I I said, as this was happening is like, I think my emotions are coming back online. Like, I think yeah. I'm feeling again. And cause I had dissociated from, from my body for like the longest time. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I think something just shifted in me and I'm feeling now, which yeah, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. It can be a lot. It's, it's like it's really cathartic though because it's like you've you've had all of those emotions all of this time Mm -hmm. but it's like you're finally able to express them and like release them and give them the um the space that they deserve you know and it's interesting because I so I say that like I've I'm accepting of more accepting of my grief and like the past and everything. But in that it's like, I'm also more accepting of like my present moment as well, because a, a big part of like, for me, why I felt like separate from most of my family, especially on my father's side um, is because I'm, I mean, first of all, I'm not religious like they are. Um, Second of all, I Yeah, I got married young, but I didn't immediately start having children and I, you know, end up having 10 children in 10 years, like basically every other female on that side of the family. Mm. And there's been this like weird – I don't even know. It's like I I could never fully accept like the period of life that I'm in right now because I was always stuck in, well, I'm not having kids and I'm not – doing all of these like Christian churchy event things that they're doing and so that just means that I'm just like banished over here by myself you know and so it I was never fully able to appreciate the moment that I'm in and like the stage of life that I'm in you know because like I do want to have kids someday but right now is not the time Mm -hmm. I can tell you that much (laughs) like I'm still excited every time I get my period a little bit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it's like the, it's like that stage that I'm in. But even then, it was like I would feel a little bit of guilt because of that because I would be like,, mm. oh, like I these are my my prime childbearing years. Like I should be like, you yeah. know, doing doing this right now. But it's like, no. And I actually had this like thing last week. I like updated my wardrobe a little bit, and it feels a little bit more like, I don't know, it just feels a little bit younger. If that Mm -hmm. makes any sense, and it it was kind of this moment of of like, wow, I'm actually like accepting of myself as I am right now and the stage of life that I'm living right now, and I'm allowing myself to enjoy this period of life, you know, for the next two or three years before we actually start like settling down and like having kids and like all of that, Mm -hmm. and I really think that Bridget played a big role in helping me like move through that. That makes any sense?
1: Do you feel like you were asking yourself for for permission. Like you were. Yeah. Cause Oh, okay. So last weekend I do this thing on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, where I have my coffee, but I sit in bed and like, I don't leave the bed until like noon. And I don't want to do that. Like it, but it's like a, like an inner teenager rebel thing. And I was asking myself, I'm like, why are you stuck in bed right now? Cause I noticed I was stuck. I'm like, I'm feeling stuck. Like I, like I can't move or like I'm fighting myself. Like what's going on. So I talked to myself and I basically came to the realization that half of me has an impulse to like, want to do something. And then that part of me asks another part of me for permission to be able to do it like I am not asking myself what do I want to do I'm asking I'm having an impulse of wanting to do something and then asking myself if I'm allowed to do that bro what the fuck interesting <laughs> like, interesting so, <laughs> these mental little prisons we put ourselves in yeah this it's, is another thing been happening to me is like I am becoming almost against my will aggressively aware of all of my thoughts and what, yeah. what those thoughts mean and like what I'm doing and what I'm creating with those thoughts in my own body. And like, yeah. it's never ending. Like I'm having to like give myself breaks of being like, okay, just don't think about don't just don't no- think about thinking, don't <laughs> notice. Like truly it's like the, I'm having, not to like brag, but like, I'm having the opposite of mindfulness problems where like, I'm not having to be intentionally mindful. I'm having to give myself breaks from being mindful constantly. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. do that either. I think that's part of like the I consent to my initiation thing and like turning things on. Like certain things got turned on for me. Yeah. It got turned on during this <laughs> season.
0: But like genuinely though. Interesting. It's Interesting. So yeah, I had a question and it just disappeared.
1: Oh, one thing I did want to ask you and you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Do you want to address the like religion thing? yeah i like
0: i'm kind of scared but bridget is like you gotta you gotta yeah well she doesn't really tell me what to do but you know she's advising me that it would be good to talk about so so yeah so the religious piece of it um i wasn't really sure if i wanted to talk about it or not but i think it's 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 a good thing to talk about and i think yeah, I just think it'll be good to talk about. So I I don't consider myself to be religious anymore. Um not necessarily because I had this like big falling out of like this belief system is toxic and like blah, 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 blah. but I've kind of like come to this point where I truly genuinely and th- this is part of it and there's another part of it that I'll address in a second, but I genuinely see most belief systems, as like copy and pastes of themselves, root of all religion is hey, there's something bigger going on here than just what we see. And I do believe a lot of the things that I i mean i believe basically everything that i believed um you know within hinduism and my time in shaktism and working with a guru and everything like and i appreciate that that uh time in my life and i don't hold any resentment towards the system of shaktism or towards the institution of hinduism like i don't hold any resentment towards that and that's something that bridget was like very firm with me about she was like we're going to move on from this as long as you're comfortable with it because that's another thing she's been very um respectful of my boundaries and everything which is something that i am not used to <laughs> still mm-hmm. getting still getting accustomed to that but she was like you know we're moving on from this this belief system or this like religious label you could say but we're not going to hold resentment we're not going to hold regret we're not going to get angry we're not going to do all of these things because that does not that does nothing for anybody. Yeah. It's just holding you back. It's just keeping you stuck in it. Um yeah. but what I do disagree with as far as like basically most religious institutions goes is the way that like the leadership is set up and the way that you are supposed to basically in all religions whether it be Hinduism, Christianity, Catholicism, whatever, you're supposed to have this like weird power dynamic with a religious leader that like knows more than you do, that holds some sort of authority over your spiritual practice and what you should believe, what you should be doing. That is what I disagree with. And that is what I have a problem with. And that is a big reason why I'm stepping back from that.
1: So, yeah. I um I can tell you this now because I never told you this before, but when you first started going down the religious path and you like started claiming that and like saying like I'm religious now and like I'm doing this, first of all, the majority of me was like very excited for you and like fully trusting you to navigate your own path. So I just want to say that, but Mm -hmm. there was a part of me that was like, after all this time and all this shit, we've been talking about religion on this podcast. You're going to go ahead and join a religion on me. Like what the fuck? (laughs) There was a small piece of me that had that reaction. I get that. I, this is actually, if I can pat myself on the back, this was a moment of like a previous version of me would have not said something. Cause I don't think I've ever been confrontational in my life, but maybe would have had a little bit of an attitude. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: I fully grabbed a hold of myself and was like, hmm, she'll figure it out. Like, I trust her. She's got a good mm-hmm. head on her shoulders. Like she's intelligent. Yeah. She knows her own path. She'll navigate this appropriately. Yeah. And look exactly what you did. You navigated (laughs) it appropriately and it didn't drive this huge wedge between us. Although I will say there was a point in time you started getting religious. I started getting super angry about politics and we did (laughs) kind of drift a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you picked. I'm sure. Okay. So no, I did pick up on it. Um, And it was just, I was like, it was almost like I was witnessing it happen where like not to get like super woo woo, but it was like, we were like we were on a similar vibrational path. And then we started like slowly, like our mm-hmm. two little worlds started slowly going in different paths a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, And then, and I don't know, maybe this is the universe being like, nope, actually you two need to be together. So maybe that's <laughs> the reason our paths are now so guess, damn similar. Yeah. I don't know. But it definitely happened a little bit. And it was both no, of yeah. our like
0: faults, fault. There's no fault. It was just, you no, know, yeah. how life happens. No but There's no fault to it. It's just- Yeah, no, I definitely felt that, and I think that is, I don't know, I I did have these moments, too, where I was like, I felt the old religious me sort of creeping back up, and I didn't like that, but at the same time, it was like, I didn't know what to do with it, because I was like, but I am religious, so I guess I just have to coexist with this piece of me. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of it was a shadow of mine that was sort of creeping back up to the surface that needed to be dealt with. Um, and again, I don't hold any resentment towards the people um, that I encountered. I have a lot of respect for a lot of the people that I encountered. For the most part, I was met with like nothing but love from from these people. And I think, I think if anything – It showed me the, um, it showed me the degree of wounding that I have around belonging. And because I really deeply desire, not just back then, but right now, I desire to belong to a group, to belong to, you know, something that is bigger than myself. Yep. and I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of coming to terms with that. I feel like of like maybe I'll never have that type of feeling like I had when I was in church and like all of that. Maybe that won't be my life. Maybe it'll just be totally different than that and I'm still kind of coming to terms with that. But I don't know. I'll figure it out as time
1: goes on. I so. I think not to like be super like prophetic about this. I do think you and I whether it means star seeds, I'm not taking star seeds off the table, guys. I know we shat on it in the past, but I'm not taking it off the table. There's something about us, and I would venture to say the majority of our audience that is different from a, a, a huge number of those that we are surrounded by. We're quite spread out physically. Like whatever we all are that is similar, be it like old souls, be it aliens, I don't know, can't tell you, but whatever the hell it is we're here for a reason and we're spread out. And I think the older we get, the less that will be true in terms of, I think a lot of new souls that are coming in are doing so from a place of a higher state of awareness. So I think at some point, cause I've had this vision before actually of like when we're like 60, we are like no longer the only people that think like this and live our lives. Wait, like, like you and me.
0: Yeah. Like you and me, we, okay.
1: Yeah. Like we, like all of us, like all of us that identify as seeing the world from like a spiritual lens, whatever spiritual lens that may be. I think that is the direction we are headed in. I think that's the direction we are headed in. I think there will come a time where that's no longer fringe. Um, I mean, I hope so.
0: I hope so. And I think, I don't know, it's hard for me because it's really difficult for me to trust people. And it's really difficult for me to like trust that like somebody – actually understands me and like actually gets me because I've been misunderstood so many times and I've been like burned so many times by people
1: in mm. the past
0: and so I think another thing that I'm sort of realizing about myself that I need to work on before we get there is like me just actually being open with with people and it's like well you know you're on this podcast and like you've had YouTube channels and like you have talked about all this stuff but it's like there's a difference between just me you know recording a youtube video or being on this podcast with you know my friend or whatever versus like actually going out into the world and like speaking my truth to like just in general to just people that i meet mm-hmm. and then seeing who resonates from there like there's there's a big difference and so i think that's something that i need to work on and i think that's why it's in a lot of cases easier to just be like well I'm just going to join this religion and then we all think the same and we all believe the same things. And therefore that makes these people safe. But as we know, that's not really true. So
1: it's, yeah, I think what we need to do is start going to the grocery store and just like being (laughs) like, just talking to people be like, and how is your new new earth ascension process going today? And just become (laughs) like the crazy. Cause I, you know, there's the, there's a gap uh, and I'm getting better at it, but there's a gap between The the fullness of what what I think in a woo-woo mystical sense versus the words that I say. Sometimes I'll do a channeling and I'll watch myself back and I'll be like, you need to go there. Like you need to just say the whole thing because then I'll watch someone else who is like just the most out of the box, like just going for it, like aliens, new earth, like all the way. And I'm like, they're doing it can you, can you show up I as can't, you do it. who you are? Like, and I know, yeah. and I'm trying to like love the piece of me that's doing that. Cause I understand why she is doing that, but I still have work to do of like sh- actually showing up as I am all yeah. the time. It's tough. It's real it is tough. tough. It is I'm getting tough. better at it with my husband. Um, Cause I know you and I yeah. have talked about that before too, of like, you get nervous to like share things, even with your husband. Um, I channeled for him the other day. <gasps> How'd I that go? it was good it went really well I did automatic writing so I, I read back the writing which I do feel like is the safe way of channeling for someone else yeah. but I just like fully went for it and like he was actually yeah. like, really uh really appreciated it which was Aww,
0: cute yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. Yay, that's so sweet you know. I've done tarot readings for my husband before. That's yeah. actually why we moved where we moved because I did a tarot reading about it and this oh. is what told us it this is what it told us to do basically. Yeah. Um and I think it's been working out. Um yeah. so
1: yeah. One I of mean, the things it, I can't wait for is when everything in the world gets so weird that he realizes that walking a spiritual it doesn't have to be like I'm right about everything. I just mean that <laughs> I'm right about there being more than what we think in a spiritual sense. And then I'm I'm like waiting for the day when he goes, Oh fuck. So can you tell me what does this mean? And I can be like, yes, oh my God, this is what's (laughs) happening and it's happening. And this is what it means. Yeah. And then obviously let him, you know, walk his own path from there. I don't need to be like the spiritual leader of our family (laughs) or anything, but I am, I am excited for that possibility because again, I do think we're going to we're going to get to a point externally in the collective where it's like you're either walking some you have some sort of spiritual path like guiding you or you've just yeah like, lost it um, yeah
0: no i agree i my husband's very like he's open he's mm-hmm. very open to things he doesn't like have like a path or anything but something i've noticed is that he's like obsessed with like odin for some mm-hmm. reason like everything he buys is like vikings and like the the razor thing he bought this like fancy like old-fashioned razor thing and it was called the odin and then he was doing this like he stopped doing it since but he was doing this like on- online like software thing called the odin project which was I like
1: yeah. yeah
0: and so it's just like he's very like i don't know I feel like if he ever did like start walking a spiritual path, I feel like that would be
1: his his direction, but yeah. 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 It's interesting. I, I don't know about my husband. I thought like Odin was around him at one point and then I, now I think it might be the angels. Cause Mm. I, that was kind of, and okay, let me say something absolutely out of pocket. Um, I think that Ari, (laughs) is he an angel? (laughs) <laughs> no no not that i'm aware of perhaps i don't know we might all be to be honest with you that might be the thing we think we are um i think Arianrod is a seraphim or more accurately i think the goddess realm whatever we think the goddesses are is the same thing as the angelic realm which is also the same thing as the celestial realm like i think all of these different like aliens and angels and gods i think they're all the same thing Oh yeah, a thousand percent. or somewhat related. But I've really just been vibing with like Seraphim in general, which kind of also explains the name change. A little bit. yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit. Um, and I just I can't shake this feeling of like Ariane Rod is has like an angelic celestial presence to her. Like it's yeah. very angel adjacent.
0: Yeah, thousand percent. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about is. The switch and I know you talked about this a little bit on your channel, but I don't know if you've like changed your mind since then. Mm -hmm. But the switch from using like, you know, Ariane Rod is my goddess versus Mm -hmm. now it's like she's my guide. Yeah. Do you still are you still like on that? Yeah.
1: Yeah root do you think okay I think so I mean I will say like when I'm explaining to her like what is the name Ariana well she's a Welsh goddess like I'm not going to refuse to say it out of some like right, yeah. thing but I I don't have a god yeah I, I have a guide like she's my guy yeah. she's my teacher I'm like I'm like working not beneath her but she's my mentor she's guiding yeah me. so it just doesn't make any sense because there's I mean look and rightfully so because a lot of the people that do this are resurrecting old traditions and then like that's a part of their practice but there's no, like, leaving offerings, praying. Like, yeah. I will talk to her as a form of prayer, but there's no worship. There's no, yeah. like, praising and worshiping. And thank God, because I got to tell you, it was it was a problem for me. I, I kept trying to be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll recontextualize it. We'll reframe it and make, and it never worked. Like, like the I worship thing? It. I was lying to myself the whole time. It never felt right. It always felt yeah. forced. I mean- I will say there is something to be said about having spiritual discipline. So like, I, I don't regret doing it and like showing up consistently and like working on that skill, but it never, I never, I was never like, I'm getting something out of this. It was always, I eat my vegetables then just another chore I got to do. And it started (laughs) to get a little bit tedious. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. So I, I have a, I don't know. I I have a different view of like what worship means. And I don't think it's because I I necessarily have a different view of what it means than like what you do. I feel like I have a different view of what worship means than like a Christian does. And like yeah. maybe maybe that's just like where I'm wrong about the word. I don't know. But like I, the way that I've always experienced worship, even when I was a Christian, was like, Wow! Like not only am I pouring everything out, but I'm like sort of being filled back up again at the same mm-hmm. time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was the same when I was like being a Christian worship leader, and also when I was like worshiping Kali Ma. Um. And so I don't know, but it is different though, and maybe maybe it's just because it's new. Maybe it'll get there with Bridget, but I I've been feeling the same way where it's like I don't know that I necessarily resonate shall we say with like calling her a goddess Mm -hmm. or not even necessarily calling her a goddess but calling her my goddess Mm -hmm. because of that um that disconnect and i I, again i don't know if that's something that will grow with time um or if it's just that's not necessarily the point of our work together um i don't know i don't know yet so and i you know what it is very interesting because something that bridget has been like a vibe not even necessarily something that she's been teaching me or saying or anything it's just like a vibe i've been getting from her i get a extremely distinctly human vibe from Bridget,
1: mm, Like she's um, a saint. Like she was yeah. a person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. she was a saint. There's Saint Bridget. And there's a lot of like corresponding so- stories with the goddess pagan version of Bridget and the Saint Bridget. Some people who believe in both believe that like the goddess Bridget is like, you know, her own thing. And then Saint Bridget was sort of like an incarnation on this earth of her. Some people believe it in that way. I don't know what I believe. I'm sure, you know, my beliefs will grow and change and evolve on this as time goes on. But I have been getting like a distinctly human vibe from her. And she's been very like, because like when I was working with Kali, it was, and of course, a lot of that also has to do with the way that like her teachings are within Shaktism and everything. But, you know, the focus is always on like, you know, become one with god be like god you know whereas with bridget the the vibe thus far which it hasn't been that long so it might change again who knows but the vibe thus far has been like no like embody your humanity like it's okay to embody your humanity and to like express your emotions and to be sad and to be happy and be weird and like all of those things like it's okay
1: Mm, i love that I love yeah. that so much. It's also <laughs> interesting. You might want to read the Sophia code because it's you basically working with these different ascended masters and there's like, like codes and like dna mm-hmm. activation and stuff it's actually i'll say it it's doing something you know what i mean <laughs> it's doing something
0: it's activating the vibes some,
1: <laughs> something's activated now that was not before so i will say yeah. that but there is a certain level like you'll there's like a whole chapter on mother mary or mary magdalene is another chapter to different people but um so it just reminded me of that because it it's almost like i think some of these guides are beings that were here like as yeah. incarnated souls on planet earth that have reached in full enlightenment and are now coming back at this particular moment to assist us through that process. So it's interesting. Yeah. There
0: is a concept within, I think it's Tibetan Buddhism, or it might just be Buddhism in general, but there's a, t- a concept within Buddhism. It's called the Bodhisattva. And it's literally yeah. just that it's the enlightened human souls that come back in one way or another whether they're incarnating again or if they're just coming as like a spirit guide you know in order to assist the enlightenment of humanity the ascension if you will Mm -hmm. yeah which by (laughs) the way
1: i'll go full in on it I'm all the way in on new earth. Like I'm just going to say it. And I'm also all the way in on like, this is the lifetime for a lot of us to actually reach full awakening and full ascension enlightenment. Yeah, I agree. So So, I know I'm not there yet. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I do, I do feel very strong. Like this is the lifetime that we're doing it in.
0: Yeah. So question for you what does new earth mean to you? Like, do you think that we're just going to like wake up and like, Oh my God, the earth is new.
1: Like, no. do you think that's going to be like, what does it mean to you? My best guess thus far. And this is, this is a, something that this is like a primary thing that Ariana and I are working together on. So I leave myself open to allowing this to evolve, but my best guess is that the earth will continue to face cataclysms Mm man-made and otherwise that are are a direct result of humanity's lack of consciousness and there will be those of us that dedicate ourselves to the process of awakening during this time and we might not all be physically incarnated at the end of it but those that are left after the cataclysms have ceased will be the ones that have chosen to awaken and then they will rebuild the earth from there um okay so so like
0: revelations
1: kind of kind of (laughs) Basically. And we're Jesus in that, if, you, if you're if you wondering. And this is another thing where, I mean, literally every religion has this prophecy baked into it. And also just looking at history, it is almost certain we've done this before in terms of there have been higher highly advanced humans that have then faced cataclysm and gotten wiped out and had to start over over from square one i just think this particular go around it's feeling like what's the best way to articulate this it's feeling like we've reached a crossroads given the level of technology that we have where it's referred to as Earth School, right? We've all heard that before. Um, Yeah. That the time in which we have to learn the lessons is starting to run out because one of the lessons we are learning is the lesson of division, which could damn near result in the obliteration of the literal planet that is Earth School. So it's kind of like figure it the fuck out kind of situation. When you said
0: that, when you said the lesson of division, I got a image in my head of like, the atomic bomb and like dividing the atom and then that creates the bomb. Yeah. So it's like yeah, like the the more that we become divided as a society, like it's just going to keep going and going until there's nothing more to be divided and then we just yeah, implode.
1: Yep. And also, I mean, the, the shadows that we're facing down with this are so primitive, like we're literally repeating biblical patterns at this point, because it's one of those things where like the universe spirit, God, whatever you want to call it is very patient with us in terms of allowing us to learn these things. Cause that's why we're here. But at a certain point, it's like, you've either learned it or you're, you're out of here. Like you're not going to continue. And this is also where, like, hardcore prophecy is of like this will happen. And all of like it's so murky up here. When she, even yeah. when Ariana is trying to help me understand it, I'm just focused on me and us. And like, what does New Earth mean? Like internally, because it's a thing you do. It's not like a thing that happens to you. It's like a way that you behave and interact and look at the world. So that's really yeah. all I can focus on because God fucking knows what could happen. And also what's going to happen is determined by our willingness to learn lessons on like a moment to moment basis.
0: Yeah. The future is not set in stone.
1: No, at all. I couldn't, I could not possibly like, I had like, a, I got angry about this last week. I was listening to someone who has an actually like an Eastern philosophy. I believe he is um, like a Zen yoga type teacher. Um, but he was talking about Kali Yuga. He was, mm-hmm. he was talking about Kali Yuga. Oh, and is he, that
0: the one that you sent me?
1: Yeah. And, and I forgot was, to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'll just distill. I'm like not going to do it justice. It's fine. I'm probably not incorporating enough nuance. But basically the way he was talking about it is like, it's set in stone. Like the world's going to end and we're all going to go back to source. And then we'll start over from there. And I was just like, the way this is going to go, my guy. Did he actually say that it's set in stone or like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was like the most spiritual, like, again, I'm not doing his justice, but the most spiritual thing you can do now is to dedicate yourself to detaching from the physical detaching, divorce yourself from the ego, realize you're not your ego and just deny the ego, deny your impulses because none of it's real and the world's going to go to shit. So if you want to ascend and not get stuck with all the people that are gonna be stuck here, you better, you better get it with it. It doesn't make and...
0: any sense though. Because if if the world is ending, then doesn't that mean that the entire world is ending? Like there's no getting stuck. It's and that's that's the thing that makes me so mad because it's like that's I can't even speak. I'm like so angry about that. Like that's what makes me so mad about Not just, like, the people who – most of the people who talk about Kali Yuga online or just people who talk about, like, Ascension and stuff. Like, a lot of people, they'll they'll put this, like, urgency behind it of, like, you don't want to get left behind. And I'm like, excuse Mm. me, this is not the fucking rapture. Like, calm down. Like, everybody is going to be okay everybody's going to be fine one way or another. Like, yes, we've got like all of this shit to deal with. We've got a lot of institutions that have to come crumbling down before we get there. We've got a lot of personal and societal shadows that have to be purged before we get there. And it's going to be a messy process. But like, Soul-wise, spirit-wise, I have always believed that everything is going to be okay, and that's why I've struggled in the past to, like, talk about this stuff. Like, there are things that are going to happen, and and they're going to happen one way or the other, but in the back of my mind, I always have to remind myself that, like, everyone is going to be okay. Everyone is going to die, rest assured, someday. If you're alive right now, you will die whether it's in a horrific accident, God forbid, or if it's by, you know, it after living a long, happy life, you know, everyone's going to die. It's going to end at some point. And people like, I feel like people don't understand that. And like, that's what really frustrates me about this whole thing. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles, but no,
1: I get what you're saying. And this was also, by the way, like, God, I'm not prepared for this. What the fuck <laughs> is he? Let's call you Sorry. Now I'm backwards. Now I'm calling you the other name by accident. Um, no, you're I totally you're fine. Saying. And this is where, so I have a lot of passion for, there is something we can do about it. And there is a lot in our hands, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm not approaching that from a place of obligation most of the time i'm mostly approaching that from a place of like reclaim your power and your sovereignty and realize the amount that is in our control like i think there's a certain vested interest in in making us think that there is nothing we can do about certain problems certain issues the old ways old consciousness whatever you want to say like it Mm -hmm. thrives off of us thinking there's no point and like at the end of the day there's nothing we can do about it I get really excited when someone's like like bring in the new earth we can do this guys like I feed off of that energy and like that really gets me going so I also put that out there because I know other people really enjoy that and also it is authentic to me like I do genuinely feel like I came here now for this particular purpose and like there is a certain amount of mission and purpose in this but it does always come back to just keep walking your path like that is in essence, what bringing in new earth is is just face your shadows do your healing be authentic, walk your path. Like that's really yeah. what it does truly all boil down to. So you and I could like disagree about, is there anything we can do? Is there nothing we can do? But at the end of the day, when we log off the call, both of us are going to continue walking our spiritual paths and yeah. go contributing to this process. No, right? Yeah. So right? Yeah. I don't
0: believe that it's pointless. Like, I don't believe that life is pointless. I don't believe that, like, things that we do or don't do are totally inconsequential. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that, like, from a perspective of the global collective and the universal collective, like if things are supposed to happen in a certain way, they're going to happen in that way. You know, whether it it manifests in one physical way or manifests in a different physical way, you know, like, again, if you take just like physical death, for example, like I might die tomorrow, you know, from like some freak accident or I might die Um, The next day after that from a different type of freak accident. But if I'm supposed to die of a freak accident and if that's written in the stars for me, then that's what's going to happen, you know. But within that time frame, right, within the time frame, whether I die tomorrow or I die in 20 years or 50 years or 100 years or a billion years somehow, you know, the time that I'm here is important and I should do Mm -hmm. what I can with that time. But it's just – I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of um, fear mongering, yes. And I think I think that's kind of been my resistance to the whole new earth or like ascension or whatever. Because a lot of people will claim they'll they'll put on this um, mask of light and and love, and I'm channeling to help everybody. But then if you listen to their message, they're like, "Watch out for this and watch out for that." I and know. I just. I can't fucking deal with it. It's stupid. Like, I just yeah. can't deal with it.
1: So I totally, I completely agree with that. First of all, the fear mongering, the, I do think, so a lot of people I'm feeling a sense of urgency. Like I'll fully mm-hmm. own that. Like, it's very authentic for me to say that I feel a sense of urgency in terms of Ariana rod continues to motivate me when I'm like, t- like I'm getting exhausted of the healing process. And she's like motivating me with the, impact that it has. Right. So it's like that moment when I'm like, for my sake, I can't carry on. Then there's a grander, like, okay, I'm doing this for the collective and everyone might not resonate with that. I think that does come down to soul contract mission purpose, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Like I am here to help in this, uh, like that is part of it. So, but I don't think everyone necessarily is. And I, so I don't insist that other people resonate with that per se. Yeah. there. But I think what's happening is a lot of people are mistaking their urgency for this feeling of like, you're going to run out of time. Like you're not going to figure it out. And I will. Okay. So I will also say, because this is, this does feel true. There are some shadows that we could potentially run out of time to figure the fuck out. I like, again, because we have nuclear technology, like the shadow of division, like separation consciousness, it is, it does feel like I can figure it out. Cause like, we're almost not going to be able to keep giving you guys lessons. Like that's what it feels like, you know, like when you ignore a shadow in your own life and it starts really small and then it's like, it escalates to, to this huge point where you can't ignore it anymore. Like, that's what I'm feeling if that makes sense. We're given small moments to learn lessons collectively and our willingness to do that or our unwillingness to do that kind of dictates how the rest of everything unfolds, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. And I think, I guess I should clarify too, like, I don't, it's not, when I say these things, it's not coming from a place of like, do nothing or don't worry about it or anything like that. It's, and it's just like don't – I don't know. I just feel like people take it and they go way too far with it and then it becomes almost – it can, not always, but – and I don't think you're doing this. But I think some people can bring it to the point of like those people standing, you know, outside the White House with their signs and they're like, Jesus is coming back. Like – yeah. For like confess your sins type of thing, and I just don't think think Jesus is
1: coming back. I do think Jesus is coming, (laughs) not physically. You do not physically. You do not physically. physically, I mean, Christ consciousness. His, he is an awakened, descended master. Like that's what I view him as, and I just mean that that essence is the thing that is returning. The capability for a large number of us to tap into that is the thing that yeah. is returning. And I think that's what that's what Jesus will return. I think that's what that was always meant to mean to begin with is him his him rising from the dead was him ascending. Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. So yeah. yeah, I could see that. Do you think Jesus is coming back and I will put <laughs> it on a sign to stand outside of the White House. Easy. <laughs> I do think there is an element of like the new earth crowd that's like very like rapture porn about it of like I'm yeah. going to ascend and everyone else is going to be stuck here and I you know I don't think that's how that's going to work at all. Um yeah, so
0: yeah. I don't know what I think about it. I mean, if that's not clear already by everything that I've already said. I don't know what I think about about it as far as like new earth and everything. I think I do think there's something to it. I think there's something to it and I think that there is I do feel some sense of urgency about it. But I feel like for me, at least, it's more of like a personal urgency of like, hey, get your shit together, like figure it yeah. out. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm approaching 30. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm
1: literally approaching 30 like, in a, a month, <laughs> like less than a month. So we
0: need to have a birthday party,
1: like a, like a special yeah. like 30, 30 mm-hmm. and flirty and thriving edition. I just had an insane thought. So do you remember okay. earlier when I said like new earth is like the humanity will face a cataclysm and then the people that are left are the, the, like the people that have figured it the fuck out. What if it's, what if it, there is a rapture and like, what if we all <laughs> do ascend and like, it's not going to happen. That's not what I believe, but I just had a crazy thought, you know, like it's not a rapture of Christians. It's like a rapture of like awakened people. I don't know. And we man. all We all get to avoid the nuclear Holocaust. I don't know. I I mean, if there's, if there's, but just,
0: if there's gonna be a nuclear Holocaust, I would hope that I get raptured up to the heavens before it happens. Like, (laughs) have you seen that there's like a video slash meme of like people, (laughs) (laughs) they filmed like a bunch of like blow up dolls with helium and they're like floating up in the sky. And then people were literally like, it's the rapture.
1: oh, oh guys goodness. it is it does get dicey and weird and again I, I always just come back to like the practical like what can we actually do about it
0: because yeah. it is
1: undeniable that something is happening like even the normies the non-spiritual normies are like something weird is happening you know yeah. what I mean so something yeah. weird is happening like I don't think no, anyone I totally can ignore it on, it on that, that front point. But yeah, the, it, the details of how it's all going to work out gets so fucking squirrely that I'm just genuinely focused on what we can control and like what we can learn from this. So, yeah, no.
0: And I think that's great. I think that's beautiful. I mean, I, in some ways I wish I could be like that. Maybe it's just the depression that's, given to me. <laughs> who knows, um, but yeah, I, I wish I could be like more like you in that way. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I've just experienced so much, like so many shitty things that I, I, it's hard for me to be like someday everything will be great. Like, you know what I I mean? I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's like, we're going to wake up and be in utopia. Like, I don't think that at all. I think it is a different way of, for humanity to interact. I like literally, okay. Like if you and I were going to start a commune, okay. Can we um, please? (laughs) Yeah, we can. We totally can. But no, but if you and I were going to start like an intentional community, that's what they're calling communes nowadays. Um, we're both, we both have a certain degree of spiritual and self-awareness, right? So if we, and like, let's say there were five more of people like us and we started like a community and we started living together. Like Imagine how we would interact with one another. Imagine if we had a disagreement, how we would handle that or how we would divide mm-hmm. responsibilities or like if, if something awful happened, how we would navigate that together. Like it wouldn't be like how it is out there right now. So that's kind of more of what I'm talking about. Like just a large mm, number yeah. of humans that are conscious enough to stop being so crazy and shitty and projecting shadows onto each other. That's really what it comes down yeah. What if it's just, so are you saying that it's basically just people
0: becoming more awake and aware?
1: Yes. Like on a, a mass, mass scale? Awakening. Yes, okay. like a mass awakening, basically. Okay.
0: See, I can get on board with that. That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I feel like, like you we and experience I- yeah.
1: So much trauma collectively that it wakes us all the fuck up on a mass scale. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I could see that.
0: I could, I could see that happening, actually. I feel like it's going to take a lot of- shit for us to get there but I could see it happening for sure there's a lot of like loaded language when you talk about like new earth and like ascension and like awakening and stuff like that I just think it's I don't know. know I'm working on it because I can get like kind of like weird about it sometimes but I I genuinely do believe that something is happening it's just allowing myself to believe it like I don't know yeah
1: I know, I I get that, and also I don't think mm, the people that are good channelers about this shouldn't expect anyone to believe anything. Like it's not a it's not a concept. I think a lot of us talk about it because it's exciting, and once your intuition tells you that's what's happening and it feels authentic to believe it, then like talking about it is like fun. But on like a mass scale, for like if I was telling my husband about this, like I'm not expecting anyone to believe anything. I'm really just wanting to get to like, what can we learn from this? Like what's going on out there and what can it tell us about ourselves and how can we use this to become better? Like that's the rest of it is fun. I am enjoying it. I do enjoy (laughs) it. And I will also say once you, once you I don't want to say it like this because it implies there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And that's not what I mean. But like once the resistance to the words is no longer there and you understand what people are saying when they say things like new earth and Ascension, then it just becomes like fun. Like I know what you're talking about now and I'm excited and this is kind of fun. And like, I like that we're talking about this. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's resonance. It resonates is what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right, guys. So since we're not doing the tarot after party, we figured we would just maybe take like a few minutes if we can keep it to that uh, <laughs> um, to pull some cards and just kind of chat about, I don't know. Do you want to pull cards on the direction? Because I feel like whatever's happening, whatever language you use for it, like Ascension, New Earth, whatever, I feel like what we just experienced with our paths changing so quickly and everything is sort of like indicative of that Mm -hmm. um so i don't know do we just want to pull cards on that whole thing okay yeah and you're
1: now you've got cards already (laughs) in fairness i am using the star seed oracle so it's important to (gasps) know Mm -hmm. that because everything i'm about to say resonates with what you just said but yes i mean it's skewed that way so one thing i did want to say what is so the direction of the podcast is we're just chatting about life um but are you so are you full like are you interested in star seed stuff or like what's your stance on the word star seed and like
0: no I resonate with it I do okay I okay. still have like it's it's one of those weird things that I like resonate with but I'm kind of like I don't know I don't want to say that I'm ashamed to resonate with
1: it but it's Aww. like I'm just sort
0: of like yeah like sheepish about it.
1: It's one of those things where you're like I feel like I need to explain myself (laughs) like when I say this. Yeah
0: exactly.
1: Which I yeah I mean at some point we both need to just give ourselves permission to fully be ourselves which by the way one of the cards that I got is you're not for everyone. Um, Dude. You're not for everyone. Embrace your weirdness and face your true north. So I think and this is a very teal swan thing of me to say Um, I think the branding of the podcast the direction of the podcast is just authenticity which is in fairness what it's been this whole goddamn time but it's just like i am so disinterested in fitting a vibe or being an aesthetic or like i am just truly at this point flying by the seat of my pants in terms of what resonates like i'm going for it whatever direction that takes me in, I'm going to go for it. And like one of the central things of my practice right now is like I said, showing up as the truth of what I am in a given moment, regardless of if that makes someone else uncomfortable or like, but that's different than what you used to be. And like, which by the way, Amanda Ellis, one of my favorite channelers channels, Metatron, she made a video put it out in September about October. And one of the things she said was I'm going to be changing my setup here and I'm not going to care if someone is like, but you didn't used to be like that. I'm just going to be myself as I am. And like, truly that's what it is. I'm just, if, if I show up differently, I'm not going to explain that. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And like that, let that be that you're not for everyone. Embrace your weirdness. I think both you and I, not that this, it's weird. It's like one of those things where you attract an, a certain audience based on your level of authenticity. And I think both of us have been trying yeah. to a- appease people or explain yeah. ourselves or like be for everyone. And the reality is, is you just never know. Yeah. And when you do that, you water yourself down so much that you'd never attract your tribe. As they say, as the kids say, you never attract your people because you're not the truth of who you are. So yeah yeah
0: so okay so I got a few tarot cards I got the six of cups I got the nine of pentacles
1: mm.
0: and the ace of swords mm. mm-hmm. so like definitely like recreating or restating in a different way that message if like you're not for everyone like I don't know about you but I was a weird child like I was yes. a strange kid like, yes strange like I, I mean, I was all into like the girly stuff, but I was like this weird amalgamation of like girly and like woodsy and like messy all at the same, like I wanted to just like frolic around in the mud in my favorite princess dress. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I wasn't concerned about keeping it pretty. I wasn't concerned about like, you know, all of those things. It was just like, no, I just want to wear this not because of the way that it makes me look, but because of How I feel when I wear it. It makes me feel like myself when I wear it, and so I'm being reminded of that feeling of like do things that make you feel like yourself. Like, yes, don't don't do things. Just don't put something on. Put on a pretty dress or whatever. Using that analogy, because you think someone else will think you look nice in it. Like, put it on if you want to put it on because it makes you feel like you. You know, and if and after that if you want to run around in the woods and get all messy and dirty in your favorite dress like do that like live your life
1: you know what i mean you show up to every podcast as whatever you are in that moment even if it is something completely different than who you were last time and you make Mm -hmm. no apologies for it you just are you and that's that here's another thing okay so you know what it's fine i'm just gonna say it so i got one of the cards i got was double mission Lightworker mm. Starseed, serve the world by being you. First of all, gorgeous card. Hello. Mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the things that I feel like is a part of my sole purpose is to be publicly facing in a some sort of spiritual capacity. But I, I think where I'm going wrong, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I'm on a journey here. I'm totally surrendering at this point because I can't figure it out. I don't think I'm supposed to be a teacher. I think I'm just supposed to be a me yeah. and just be, because here's the thing. Some of the people that I am the most drawn to so on a social media capacity, Amanda Ellis, I learned something from everyone. So she is a teacher in that capacity, but I don't, she's not like a on high, like, what is this? Why? Like, She's a beautiful light. I love listening to her. I'm drawn to her like a moth to flames because there's something about her that I'm like, I love this. I'm attracted yeah. to this. Not sexually. Hello, I'm straight, kind of <laughs> anyway. But kind of, <laughs> no, definitely for sure, unfortunately. <laughs> but but that's what I, I think that's what a lot of us light workers, you're not supposed to become anything other than you. Like that's the yeah. whole thing be like unpeel the layers of the not you that are currently on top of the you and then just become you and be you yeah. publicly if you want to not necessarily totally. a but
0: a lot of my favorite like youtubers and and things like that like they're not people who have these like big fancy setups and everything like i i, I was telling you this the other day i love when i find someone who's got like 10 subscribers. And Mm -hmm. I like resonate with everything that they're saying or like even just 75% of what they're saying. Like I will watch every single video of that person's because like, I just love it. I just love it. Like I resonate with people who are people, not people who are people wearing masks or people trying to be something else.
1: I could not agree more. And that's another another weird thought I've had is like, well, maybe my channel isn't growing and getting big because I haven't become who I'm supposed to be yet. And like that frame of- thinking is wrong because like you're supposed to constantly change you're not supposed to be one thing like an aesthetic or a title or a label you're not supposed to be one thing you're supposed to constantly be changing yeah at least i am
0: yeah so i got this card it's the gift Mm. and these cards have like little affirmations and stuff on the back and this says um The gift, prepare for new horizons, offering opportunities to step out of your comfort zone. Know you will be helped along your travels. The pull to make changes and your own choices is strong now and you will have support. New energy will help you on your way. And then the affirmation is leaving my comfort zone gives me a sense of adventure. Yeah. And it's so like backwards and messed up because at least for me, I feel like this whole thing has been me – Like, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, but stepping out of my comfort zone means being myself. (laughs) Like,
1: Yes. You want to know something I just realized? So there was a time where speaking about witchcraft on the internet would, like, make you a social pariah. Like, it was, like, risky and, like, you'd catch some shit. By the time I came around to talking about witchcraft on the internet, it was trendy. So... In a way, it was my comfort zone. And I'll tell you another thing. Mm, I shit so hard on the love and light crowd because I viewed them as being too much. And like, they're not cool enough. And like, they're not like down to earth enough. And like, they're not relatable enough. And people aren't gonna, you're not gonna be able to convince a random person of this. It's too much. It's too out there. So witchcraft was my safe zone. Because yeah. I could make it, It no, guy. it's old, it's pagan, they've done it before, it's, ah, I can prove it, dad, because there's textbooks about it, it was my yeah. comfort zone. It, it was a way for me to express yeah. my weirdness, while still being within a set, acceptable, chill, cool girl, it's not that serious guy's vibe. And yeah. it is that serious, and I am weird, so <laughs> here we go.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. So it's interesting. As you said that I felt I realized like my like I started off just like purely into like witchcraft and stuff. And then eventually it ended up into me being um religious. And it's like that was totally my comfort zone. Like a thousand percent. The witchcraft and then the religious piece, like having that as like a like you said, like a like a backup or whatever to be yeah. like. No, like what I'm doing is like valid and everything because like people have done it for like a millennia or whatever like it's you have to I mean and again like I'm not saying this to be like oh if you're a part of a religion or if you're part of witchcraft or like whatever then like you need to step out of that but like if it's not you Mm -hmm. then boo it's not you (laughs) like
1: yeah well and also I mean this is a specific pathology for us like we both have a very similar wound when it comes to this so yeah to your point like not everyone that uses those titles is going to have the same thing witchcraft is not everyone's safe zone but it was mine right that was true for me um it was yeah it was a way for me to express my weirdness while still being like don't worry guys it's not that weird like it's not that weird you know
0: yeah exactly and I think like for me at least and I I I feel like this is true for a lot of people too but it's because I came from a Christian background, witchcraft was still, it was like the the other side of the same coin in a way yes. because it was like, you know, even though, um, even though it was like deemed as evil or whatever within Christianity, it was like it was still talked about and I still like, it was still within my awareness. And so it was something that I was still somewhat comfortable with because of that. And so it was like, even though I, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but it's like, it's like the other side of the same spectrum, if that makes sense. And so it was like, I was still living within that spectrum of like oppressive Christianity and everything, but just coming at it from the other end. Does that make any sense?
1: It totally does. It absolutely does. Also, we're a product of the time that we grew up in, right? Oh yeah. Our options, our options at the time were religious atheist or Wicca pick one Right, like that. I mean, in all reality, that wasn't obviously our only options, but I'm talking about like the, with the access to information that we had at the time. Um, the internet was very primitive in its infancy stages and yeah. Barnes and Noble only has so many different sections. So, right. Yeah. Um, and again, I, 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 so much of what I physically do, I'm sure many people would still describe as witchcraft, and I will oh, lovingly, yeah. I will lovingly embrace that. Like I have no qualms. I also just don't feel a need to be like I renounce this title. I just yeah. am. I'm just me, and whatever I'm doing, other people can call that whatever they would like to call it. Yeah. Um, so the last card that I got is called "Fall into My Arms, Surrender, Holding the Opposites, Extremes of Life." Hmm. So I feel like this is kind of echoing what we were just talking about of like my path, my path up into this point was extremes. It was either religious or the anti-religion, which was witchcraft in my mind. Like that's the narrative yeah. I can come. It. it was either one of these two extremes. And in all reality, I never stopped to ask myself what it is that I truly believe. I never gave myself time and space to think if no one else was here, and it was just me and my guides. Where would we be in this? What would right. I be doing? Like, what path would I be following? Right. And like, that is what I am stepping into yeah. and allowing myself to be the fullness of what I am, even if other people deem that to be too much.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, what did it say, holding the two extremes or something along?
1: surrender holding the opposites extremes of life
0: yeah I feel like that that really just speaks to what I was talking about like living on one side or the other of the of the spectrum and it's kind of like, like I don't know at this point I feel like I've sort of just broken out of the spectrum like I'm still I still have a like and of course like at any point in your in my journey or in my life I'm gonna have more to learn and more to more ways to grow and everything but um I feel like at this point I'm kind of like I've sort of transcended in a way that like yeah. spectrum that I was living on of like like you said religion or anti-religion and I I truly do see most religions if not all like based on the same types of things so I got this card from the um Medicine Heart Oracle and I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Because it's, like, legit so long. It's even Mm. longer than um, the The Kali ones. (laughs) It's, like, it's a lot. So I'm just going to read the little blurb. But this is the card. Uh, Dragon's Gate is what it's called. And it says, Your effort shall bear bountiful, blessed fruit beyond your current expectations. Rest when necessary, but refuse to turn away from your goal out of fear or fatigue. Acknowledge how far you have come and you will gain confidence in your abilities to go even further on your path. Trust the inner urge to venture forth towards your heart's calling. Although you cannot yet see it, you are close to crossing a significant threshold. I feel like that's what we both have been feeling lately. Yeah. I don't know. You're close to crossing a significant threshold, overcoming a longstanding obstacle, and experiencing an irreversible liberation. What your heart seeks is within reach. Do not give up.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think what it all comes down to is giving ourselves full permission to just show up as we are and not get like get rid of in like a bullying sense, but just lay to rest the voice in our head that has been asking, is this version of me going to be liked? Is this version of me good? Is this version of me right? And just be. Like, just be yeah. and see what happens. Yeah,
0: thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's a journey for sure, but I think it's yeah. going to be a positive uh, a positive one, shall we say.
1: <laughs> I agree. All right, guys. We don't have an outro. No. I was thinking
0: we could call our viewers kindreds. I like that. But... It's very okay. cute.
1: Yeah. All right, kindreds. No, <laughs> oh, wait. I said that too aggressively. Okay. All right, it's like kindreds. Children. <laughs> all right kindreds so or we could do kindred spirits right no no that's too long that's too long it's kindreds it's i'm just gonna have to just be and see what happens um no but we appreciate you guys being here again i know it was a long time with just radio silence yeah sorry about that i can't promise that won't happen again but also and i did just want to say we did not have any knock on wood any technology issues this week? No, we did we not were having a lot of last time when we tried to film. So I don't want to say it's a sign, but I will say it's a sign.
0: Also, the code we used Zoom this time instead of the other program we were trying to use, and we kept having problems with. And the meeting code ended in three three three.
1: Yeah, it did. It shorted. Though
0: so, I didn't even yep. realize it. Sarah told
1: me. And I was like, no, the fuck it didn't. You're lying mm-hmm. to me. And then I looked at Plus, it. Plus, like, oh my god. This setup allows Pipsqueak Squeak to be in the background too, because <laughs> he's just been there the entire time. I don't know. He's been so even... good. I know. He's been They're really boys. good. Yeah. But anyway, all right, guys, we appreciate you being here. Um, that was a lot. Let us know yeah. your thoughts in the comment section. Um, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about this because I know name changes are a lot. I I promise you, we will not constantly change the name of this (laughs) channel. This is probably the one and only time it will need to be changed. Um, but also never say never because new earth is coming and we're lightworkers and starseeds and we're going to bring about a new way of being, but I actually do believe that like we actually are. So anyway, um, that is going to do it for today. I have been one of your hostesses, Serafina.
0: And I've been your other hostess, Izzy. And we'll We'll see you guys next next time. time. Bye.
1: Bye.